0: Welcome to The Recap, the part of the podcast where we recap the previous week's sermon. We're here with Dave, who preached. Hi, Dave. Hey. And Stacy. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Great. Living the dream. Oh, no. Stop. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> got a phone call and it came through on my computer and that was loud. (laughs) Anyway, so we're in the first week of Advent last week uh, and we started our series on Advent. So uh, Advent on Zephaniah. So Zephaniah one, and then you went a little bit into chapter two. So why don't you recap the main points?
1: Yep. Uh, Zephaniah is a prophet who's writing to the people of Judah around the time probably that the either around the time or maybe even like some people think a little bit before the law had been discovered again in the temple. So it had been disregarded. So obviously if the law had been disregarded, God's people were not living according to it very closely. And therefore Zephaniah, like a good prophet does, I think was reading, probably in Deuteronomy about all the blessings and curses that come when God's people either do or don't follow him. And extrapolating what was coming uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and basically, it's a warning, a loving warning to them to turn from false and mixed worship, and turn back to God. So um, I didn't go through it kind of like just verse by verse. Instead, I grouped verses together to capture themes um, from the chapter. And so the first, uh, the first part was just sin is serious. Um, and Zephaniah makes that really clear, uh, in a bunch of different places, total ruin and destruction, the way God's wrath will be coming. Um, the next point I labeled, uh, God sees. Uh, so one of the issues that he mentions is that, um, they, some of them probably hadn't thought about the law for a while because they didn't have it, but others knew it and just thought, oh, God doesn't really care. So they were complacent, thought we can get away with this. Not a big deal. But God saw, and Zephaniah wanted them to know that God saw, to feel that seriousness of their sin. Point number three is, um, I forget what I label it, but a day of judgment is coming. Mm -hmm. Um, So God, because sin is serious and it's an offense against God, and because he sees that sin, because he's holy, and it's a good thing to treasure him and obey him, he must, if he's holy, punish sin, and that day is coming soon. I think it came partially in the destruction that came uh, to Judah, probably 25, 30 years later. But then there's all these talks about all mankind and all this and all that that didn't come. So I just kind of try to teach there about how the New Testament writers interpret this day of the Lord, not just with the physical uh, destruction of these places, which is, I think, an expression of the Lord's judgment, but also with the day where Jesus is going to return. Uh, the final day of judgment, mm-hmm. yep. uh, and and the New Testament writers pick up on that and use that language as well. And then the last point was just humble yourself and be hidden. So all of that um, is terrifying news for all of us because we're all sinners, <laughs> and we all get complacent, and we all think God doesn't see, and yet the, the remedy is so sweet because if we'll humble ourselves and repent and seek the Lord, he will— bring us with him to enjoy the sacrifice he's going to make rather than have us be the sacrifice as his remnant people. Yeah. And Jesus is that sacrifice. And he invites us to come and enjoy that sacrifice uh, instead of be the sacrifice, which is just really good news. That's why Jesus came. So I think Hebrews nine twenty six 26 is Jesus appeared, Advent. He came, mm-hmm. this is why he's here. So I came as a baby, that he might be the, the once for all sacrifice for sin. And so that was the good news we ended on, that seeing the seriousness of sin, being reminded of it, and then seeing like the sweetness and the depth of our salvation, being reminded of that should end with the people rejoicing, right? Because wow, look what God has done. Um, and I, I think, uh, I mean, Zephaniah is a little bit doom and gloom, but, but what I love about it is that it's, um, I, f- I just feel like it paints reality. Like this, this is what's real. Like, you know, it's easy to get caught up in, A lot of things that aren't real, but what's real is God and sin and salvation. And that's where real, real hope is, you know? And so even as I'm thinking of, you know, Advent and knowing that we'll have visitors coming and uh, people coming that maybe don't know Jesus yet, it just seems important that they see reality and see the only answer is Jesus. And so that's another reason to go here. Yeah. 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 Yep. Stacy, do you have any thoughts? Well, I missed the second half of the sermon because I had to go out and do something. So
0: you missed the sacrifice part.
1: I know. Mm. I only heard the doom and gloom. Mm. But as you were just talking... Hope,
0: <laughs> hope you thought about that this week. <laughs> just kidding. Just
1: kidding. <laughs> um, as you talked about your point about, what was it, like, sin God sees? Yeah. 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 And how our tendency is to want to hide our sin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then just as I was skimming the verses yeah. in chapter 2... Verse three, mm-hmm. you may be hidden on the day of the anger of the Lord if you right. are humble. Right. Like, we want to hide our sin, yeah. but really by bringing it out, bringing it to the Lord, just the, the flip of like, well, we can be hidden in Him. That's right. Yeah. Just is a cool picture yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So. yeah. I ended with Colossians three, <clears throat> one to four, that we're hidden with Christ in God, mm-hmm. so that when Christ, who is our life, appears, we'll also be with Him in glory. So that was the exact point That's I made. That's cool. Yeah. Ah.
0: Yeah, cool. it's perfect. Yeah, so you mentioned how you, you tied it into Advent that Jesus came to be that sacrifice. That's why He was born. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what what was it that drew you to Zephaniah as a whole for Advent? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think I'm also I'm I'm normally drawn to the Old Testament mm-hmm. for Advent. Yeah, because it's like a people that was waiting. Yep, you know, for this coming Savior, for this coming thing, and that's what Advent's supposed to be for us. Now we're waiting for him to return yeah. a second time. And so it just feels like it always lends itself to that. Um, like when I think about Advent, I just think of uh, kind of an eager expectation, you know, um, and it just feels like that's the perpetual state. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see the people in the Old Testament and especially the prophets. Yep. They're just always kind of saying, hey, you know, for better or for worse, he's coming. Mm-hmm. Yep, He sees and he's coming.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a helpful mindset to be mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was great. I mean, it didn't seem all doom and gloom to me. There was a hopeful thread all throughout that, like, this is just real. Mm-hmm. Sin is real. Judgment is real. But there is so much hope mm-hmm. in the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, I loved it. Anything else you want to add? Anything you didn't spend time on? That I mean, I, I know think... you kind of—you've preached through this before, and you kind of condensed it a little bit for this time around just to make it fit.
1: Yeah, The so what I preached through Sunday— I, last time I preached through it had eight thousand words down, between those between those two passages. And this time the whole thing was twenty seven hundred words. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I had to do some slicing and dicing. Um, I think I think I think the main thing I'd say is just making the connection. Um, and I didn't have time to do this. I'm, I'm thinking about doing it to start out the next sermon. But it's the connection in between humility and seeking His righteousness. Like I actually think those mm-hmm. are the same thing. Mm. Um, I think humility is not to think like down about myself to, you know, not think I'm worthy or something, but humility is really to put myself um, under God in, in wanting to do what he wants me to do Yeah, all the time and say what he wants me to say. And so I think that's what seeking his righteousness is. So I think that's, I think that's what humility is. And I think that's a helpful way to think about it. Like, how do I know if I'm being humble Um, it's not how loud or how soft I talk. It's not what I think about myself. It's really how am I positioning myself in reference to God and his ways and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. Um, most clearly and importantly in receiving and believing the gospel. Right. And then secondarily just in how I'm ordering my life, you know, which is, which is why, you know, I mean, Pastor John for years and years has said pride is the root of every sin. Because mm-hmm. if sin is, you know, going against what God says, how proud do you have to be to do that? And so, therefore, humility would be orienting myself in reference to him and right. what he tells me to do, yep. mm-hmm. which is the helpful way for
0: me to think about it. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. All right. Well, next week uh, we'll be starting in uh, a little bit into chapter 2 and then going, going into a little bit of chapter 3, I think, yep. right? Yep. So, all right. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Dave. Yep.